0: Did you know that you were born to lead? Join us on the Big Acts Podcast as this show is designed to build your leadership skills through conversation with other successful leaders.
1: Hi my friend, welcome to the Big Acts with your truly Janil Boone. It is a pleasure having you here. It is also a pleasure and a privilege to be able to impact you as you listen to this program with the means of radio, or via podcast platform. I do not take this lightly and I wish to say thank you. Those of you that have been sharing, those of you that has been telling others about this program, I wish to say an even bigger thank you to you for thinking about someone, for thinking about their needs, for thinking about where they can go, for thinking about how you can help them. That speaks well of you. If you are listening for the first time, I do encourage you to subscribe on any podcast platform Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the list goes on and on, including TuneIn on your smart device. Also, I do encourage you to write me at JanielB, J-A-N-E-E-L, at hotmail.com. Leave a review on the respective podcast platform. Or you can call or communicate with the respective radio station that you are listening to. You can also find me on social media at Janiel Boone. That's J A N E E L B O O N. As we jump into today's episode, I'd love to start with a quote. So let's look at this one by Bruce Springteen. He says, Getting an audience is hard, sustaining an audience is harder. It demands a consistency of thought, of purpose, and of action over a long period of time. So Bruce is saying, getting an audience is hard, we all know that. Sustaining an audience is hard. It demands a consistency of thought, of purpose, and of action over a long period of time. Anyone who is in the business of people, whether a leadership, whether radio, whether podcasting, whether acting, whether ads, whether customer service, anyone who is in the people business, would say, yes, Janiel, getting an audience is hard. Keeping an audience or sustaining, let me say that, because something you can keep but not sustain. Sustaining an audience is even harder. They all demand a level of consistency. Consistency can be good and bad. cause Some folks are consistently bad, so they need to retire. Honestly. It requires consistency, one that is intentional, one of thought, one that is of purpose, one that is bigger than you, and one that is of action, one that is visible. I'm loving that. Why did I give you that quote for today? It's our season finale. We have come to the end of our second season. We have come to the end of just about 20 episodes. 20 episodes. Wow. I remember when I started this in September 2020. Wow. We have given you 20 consecutive episodes. I got to give myself a round of applause here, can I? Can you give me a round of applause here as well? And I do hope. That I did not just give you 20 episodes, but I gave you 20 episodes that sustained you. 20 episodes that were of thought, purpose, and action. And, of course, 20 episodes of consistency. Consistency of quality. Consistency of quality, yes. Consistency of quality. Let me explain. Quality in the things that were said, quality in the way that they were said, quality in the guests that we had, quality in the very audio production, as I take pride in that. Quality in the way that I spoke. I do hope generally this program has been one of quality, consistent quality john maxwell says consistency compounds just like saving money consistency compounds and i love to say maybe i should quote it you are only taken serious when you are consistent put in Boone. you are only taken serious when you are consistent whether you are consistently good or you are consistently bad you would only be taken serious Either are when you are consistent. 20 consecutive weeks. I do believe you can now take me serious. I do believe so. Today, we are going to recap Season 2. Just a little bit. I'm going to give you a few clips of what took place during the last 10 episodes. However, I do encourage you to go and listen to some. I do encourage you to... Pause this if you can. Go back to episodes 11 to 20 or even go back to episode 1 and listen to some of these again. Listen to them a second time. Between episode 11 to 20 in season 2, we featured entrepreneurs from St. Kitts such like Janisha Suki Hanley and Suki spoke with us about consistency. Yes, she spoke that. a young, probably about 24-25, and she's doing well. As one person said, she's the epiphany of entrepreneur in Zinkits, kids. Like wow. She spoke about being consistent and she also spoke about having role models. Positive role models. I.e. her parents in this case. She is known for the branding machine pro and a few other brands. Your drive is admirable. What do you think fueled your drive?
0: I think, looking at my mom and my dad, from a very small age, well, my dad, per se, was basically, although he had his eight to four, he would do side jobs. Along with my mom, she had her eight to four. Typical job. And she would do Other side hustles and uh, I basically admired them along with my aunt she always wanted her business and I basically was admired by those persons but my mom and dad and my aunt and uh, I would always say I would like to have my own business one day
1: you're now 24 what single lesson you would say to yourself back at 20 from what you learned from your parents growing up
0: I would say to my younger self that nothing is impossible.
1: We continued our season with Claricia Bell of Bell Ear and Bell Ear Design. And Bell spoke with us about helping others. This is mainly from, however, not limited to her Cancer Fund Foundation. She also spoke about helping others physically, and mentally, hence, belle ear.
0: Belle in French means beautiful. Beautiful can be the inner you. Yeah. I am speaking to your soul. Everything within you is beautiful. There is so much more to you than you know. We give ourselves credit for, as a matter of fact. So that is how the name Belle or Belle ear came about. That was the, the root of it. Ear, as the, the remainder of the name, is that. Ear is something that we need. It's a necessity. And what people don't understand is that you are a necessity. And if you don't realize and embrace that you are a necessity, you end up walking through life not understanding that you have purpose or not understanding that you have value. So ear is everywhere. Ear is a necessity and you don't necessarily have to be in 10 places at once to be everywhere. You can touch one person and that one person can touch another person. You yeah. don't know who else is connected to the rest yeah. of those persons. So that is why you have bell Air. You know, the rain can only come for yeah. so long. It could only fall for so long. Mm-hmm. And while that is falling, that is the season where you are supposed to be planning, reflecting, understanding and trying to develop who you are. Because a lot of people, yes, we were home. But that was an opportunity. Right. And a lot of people kept thinking, oh, a home. I can't go to work. I can't do this. I said, but what are you doing about it? So that when you do go back out to work, how are you going to present yourself? What is the new leaf that you're going to turn over? What we noticed was that, yes, it's all good to feed the mind and the soul. But what about your body? Mm -hmm. So that's where belly Designs came in. We focus on health and wellness, and we also create an environment where we generate funds for persons on the three main causes. So you have the bladder cancer, you have brain cancer and brain tumors and spinal cord injuries. People actually need something more. They need a light. They need to know that we can survive this. They need to understand that there is more to you than what is being projected out there. And if somebody doesn't be the voice for that, then we are pretty much doomed.
1: I then had a special series mid-episode. This series was dubbed My Wildlife Story. That's my YLAI story. Now, during this series, I spoke about an exchange program I had the privilege of attending in 2018 that has since propelled and, I may say, transformed my life. Since then, I cannot speak about it enough as it needs to be at the front of my mind at all times. I shared my story, I told you about me, I told you about some of the major changes that took place in my life, especially during that wildlife experience. You need to go there. Many of you listen to this program, but do you know me? Do you even know enough of me? I wish for us to be able to relate. You may not know me personally, But I do hope that I can become that friend of yours from a distance. I do hope I can become that mentor of yours from a distance. That brother. Just by impacting you through information. So I spoke of that. I also spoke about a few articles that I wrote back in 2018 and 2019. And then I promised that I would give you an article that was featured on me in late 2020 released early 2021 there in washington dc so i am going to read that for you at the end of this episode during the same wildlife series dubbed my wildlife i featured some of my friends and wildlife alums across the oecs there in antigua i featured sean mail And he spoke with me about working six jobs at once. So he mainly spoke about responsibility and the skill of juggling six jobs at once. Hopefully we would try to understand what drove you to use your available time to say yes to not one, not two, not four, but six jobs. Tell me about your younger days what would have been your setup? up?
2: So being born on an island I think is the best thing that could ever happen to anyone because you have so much to explore you know, however big your island is but I was never bored growing up in a village on an island and I say that because you know from my earliest memories from the time you know you could you know be outside by yourself we took all opportunities to explore we went to the beach we went hiking we went walking we rode bikes. You know, rode, well, I didn't really ride a donkey, but you know, friends rode <laughs> donkey. Man, horses,
1: you missed you uh, missed it. You missed yeah, it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> all, all these things, right? So that whole element of being born in the eighties and growing up in the nineties, I think, was the best thing ever. And it's a case where I just loved being outside because outside is where the fun was happening, and that, to me, just started my whole curiosity of everything. I was going to be someone. That people respected in terms of hey he does this for a living or you know he's a kind of person that you want to talk to the kind of person you want to hire the kind of person who adds value to an establishment and that kind of came from what my parents instilled in us you know in terms of hard work stay in school do your work and just be honest with all of your dealings they made sure that they gave us as best the education they could so that you know we could go one step further than where they went in terms of their education, and in terms of the opportunities that life afforded there. Being on an island, it lends itself to so much because I could spend most of my day here in Falmouth, but then in half an hour, if I need to be, I could be in town, right? But in another half an hour after being in town for however long, and I need to be across the island, I could be there. Physically, I could be there, you know? And whatever traffic you meet along the way, you know, you could always find some diversion, so being here on an island really lends itself to not being omnipresent, but getting the feeling that you could be omnipresent. Like somebody said, I just saw him <laughs> there, but yeah, that was half an hour ago. <laughs> I'm here now in a different shirt, ready to do something else. What has that taught you in life? Uh, to be prepared, and that, and I think Brad Pitt said it best in um, World War Z. He said, movement is life, right? If you stay stagnant, you're dead. Right. You gotta keep moving because if you're dancing, you don't dance at one spot in the moment like you're doing the south side of merengue. You're sure. always thinking about what's my next movement, what do I need to do to execute that next step? I need to take a half step back now so I can launch into that next yeah. step. You know, like so it's always thinking about you know moving. What's the next thing that's coming? You know, am I going to be ahead of it, behind of it, or in the middle of it? Sure.
1: And being from the Caribbean, we don't dance still.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Don't. It's all about movement. It, yeah. Something's got to be moving, you know. <laughs> so when I got paid to blow stuff up, I also got paid to talk.
1: <laughs> so you weren't just paid to talk. You were paid to showcase an island yes, as well. Yes,
2: yes. So I was, I was, so now I am being paid to be an ambassador. Right.
1: Right. What advice you would give to a young entrepreneur from what you learned in that process?
2: Uh, I would say if you have an idea, just start. I, agree. So I always say start now and figure out everything else on the back end of course if you need um, licenses and regulations and whatever you know to adhere to those things make sure you check those boxes before so that you're not running afoul of the law but once you have satisfied everything that you need to don't wait for the perfect marketing strategy or the perfect marketing plan just start today and you know build as you go
1: you are listening to the big ask
2: podcast
1: Then I spoke with a superhuman over there in St. Lucia, Michelle Samuel. Michelle spoke about her life as she was knocked down, not physically. However, she got back up. She got back up. Her life took a turn in her early 30s, one that she could not comprehend at that time. And then I came. Yes, YLAI, that experience took place around about the same time. Therefore, she continued speaking with us about living again. Making the choice to live again. And then, in her second episode, she spoke with us about leveraging your connections. Now, I recommend you take the time out to listen to Michelle's story especially if life knocked you down at some point if you are still at that point sitting listen to michelle's story if you got back up i do believe you can relate to such listen to michelle's story how have you been able to manage being an entrepreneur and in your early stage of being a a widow at that point of your life
3: Okay, so that definitely ties really well into um, my very first um, step towards healing because my husband passed away in 2015. And from that point, I basically um, stopped living in a sense, you know. I The social life was totally gone and it was all about church for me, church and home. That was all I knew because that is what kept me going. And I had several dreams, you know, to really... Um, go out there and further my studies and to travel. Those are things that I love to do. But with the grieving process, it really didn't allow me to open up my mind to anything outside of that. But the first step that I took, thankfully, was when I applied for an initiative that I saw online. And that was really what changed everything for me. And um, that was in 2017 with Wildlife. Yeah, And that was like a, a real life changer. Up for like like today i would say that that was my first step towards living again you know lost my husband we would only been married for about a year and a couple of months so you would find that i did not have you know that type of honeymoon stage that most people newlyweds you know would have experienced so i spent a lot of my time just you know with my kids and with my church But um, being social was not really something I was so very accustomed to. So I had to seriously break out of that shell that I was in in order for me to embrace that new step that I had taken. It took a lot of me to really put myself out there, but I had no choice. I had to continue living again.
1: What was the emotional effect now that you just have something bigger in front of your ear?
3: Um, I would say that at the time, I felt that I was maybe in a sense betraying him or his memory in that I didn't spend, you know, some people tell you they spend five years grieving, 10 years grieving, and you know, they have never gotten over this person. I mean, I have never gotten over him. But the thing is, I cannot stop living because my life didn't end. You, you understand? And the thing is, I do have, you know, kids that I have to see about. So I can't live in a stagnant, Um, place in my life and say that because of this death I cannot move forward. My kids are looking to me, you know, for strength. So I can't show them that when things get tough and things get rough, you just stop and you cry about it. You know, that's not what I need to show them. I need to show them that they need to move on. It's okay to cry. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to miss the person. But the person themselves would be a whole lot happier knowing That you did something, you know, with yourself and moved on. And I mean, he was the type of person that was always looking out for what was best for his family. So now it was my turn to look at what was best for my family. And what was best for my family was me moving on and moving forward. I need to move on for them, you know, for the kids. And that was what I did. That was part of my motivation, actually, for, you know, moving ahead. Because they kept asking me, Mommy, what now? What are we going to do now? And I had no answer for them. But now with moving on, and then with my participation in Wai I now had a purpose to move on. I now had something to say, I am moving on because of this. I am moving on to that. There was a reason now, so it gave me purpose. And as soon as I came back home, like I hit the ground running. I didn't have time to waste. I was like okay so who do i need to connect with and like i said i'm a strategic thinker so i'm like okay how can i use what i've learned to help those people you know get from point a to point b and how do they do that so this is what i assist with so my main focus is on three categories of person so it's entrepreneurs students It's unemployed persons, because these are the people that are most in need of anything, if anything. So, we're looking at unemployed persons, they're looking for jobs, they're looking for something to do because they need to make money for their families. They were looking at students, they're always looking for what is the next opportunity out there? You know, after school, what do I do? What's out there for me? And usually, especially today, they're the most talented and innovative persons with the most untapped minds that we don't even know, you know, what is it that is going on in the mind of our young people? And then we have the entrepreneurs. Those are people who um, have either started a business already or wanna start a business and just probably hit a stumbling block, you know, or a roadblock, you know, what do I do to get to the next step? Or I've been doing this and nothing's working, you know, help me. You know, so these are the types of people that, you know, I tend to source out. And for the most part, they tend to source me out because of all of the stuff that they see me doing. So you find that you just have to find those people who are within your niche and then you just connect with them and bounce ideas off of each other. You never know where you can end up. It's just because we were never ever trained to think for ourselves or think beyond the box. We were never taught to become problem solvers. We were taught to become part of the society within the cloth that it has presented itself to us. So anything outside of that is scary. And anything outside of that is dangerous. And only when somebody else has achieved it, that's when we start to believe it.
1: And then I jumped over to Antigua again, and I featured a friend of mine called jenny Henderson. Now, Jenny spoke about the importance of empowering people. Now, Janice also had a life-changing moment as well. And during that moment, she realized the importance of caring, loving, and valuing people even more. Hence, her institute empowers people from a whole different perspective.
4: I grew up in an inner a city community in Jamaica and the community was characterized by high levels of disemployment. You know, many individuals, they were of low educational background. They had limited employment opportunities. And I realized that these individuals, many of them, you know, they participated in antisocial behavior. Some were involved in crime and violence. Some were involved in substance abuse. And I recognized that growing up in that community, I recognized that Education was a means out of poverty. Education was the means for social mobility and for a better life. So while growing up, I saw the condition of persons in my community. I'm reminded of a quote by Benjamin Franklin, and he said, an investment in education always pays the highest returns.
1: How can we change or affect the next person?
4: Well, I believe happiness is contagious. And if you are happy where you are, if you're happy doing what you're doing, then everyone you interact with, they will see that happiness because it will just be expressed in everything that you do. So once persons see you happy, then that will rub off on somebody else.
1: Okay, so be contagious.
4: So Jan's Empowerment Institute, our mission is to help unearth and develop the full potential of persons who are feeling unfulfilled, or feel that were created to be and do more. We do this by offering training and education in leadership and entrepreneurship. It's not okay for only me to do what is necessary for me, but I need to help others as well. So that just led a light bulb in my head that I need to do something for the persons in my community and because education was my field that set something off that i can elevate myself and also bring others along with me and because each of us is unique if i don't play my part, if i don't do all that is within me to do then i am robbing someone of that opportunity because someone somewhere is waiting on me to do what i can do someone somewhere is waiting on me to serve my gifts to them and if i don't do that i'm robbing them So I live every day doing the best I can, living my purpose and doing everything that I do to the best of my ability and I believe that that is what each person should do and each person out there, someone is out there waiting on you to do what you need to do, to do your part so that they can be impacted. The Young Leaders of the Americas initiative, professional fellowship program. It came at the opportune time. It was what I needed at that time. And I am so grateful to have participated on the program. Then when you actually get there, you actually get to meet other persons. You hear their story, you hear of what they're doing. You get to see what is actually possible. That just sparks something in you so that you know there are absolutely no limits. And whatever you can conceive, whatever you can believe, then it is possible. Then when you're exposed to a whole different world, it mm. gets you to change your mindset. So instead of thinking that I can't you know, think that I can, instead of thinking that I can only do this, you think endless yeah. possibilities. So yeah. exposure is really important because the more you know is the more you grow. The more you know is the more places you will go. The more you know is the more you can achieve.
1: Jenny yeah. Henderson. Exposure and you're here connections what comes to mind when you hear those two words
4: exposure and connections it makes the impossible possible because when you are at a particular space and you get connected to somebody who even if that person does not have what you necessarily need They can serve as connectors that can Mm -hmm. get you to where you ought to be. They can connect you to someone that is in the area that you want to go. So that is what makes the impossible possible. Just by being connected to someone, there you now have access to their networks as well. And through their networks, you will get the resources that you need in order to fulfill your dreams and your aspirations.
1: There is always someone that knows someone or something that you don't know that you need to know always remember that
4: there are persons who may be in a position where one they're currently employed however their current salary is not enough to cover their expenses so they want to have an additional source of income so by offering this training where we try to get persons to think about what skills they have and how they can use this to earn an additional source of income
1: Nice. Wonderful, wonderful. What I'm hearing here is you look inside of the person and you bring out their best self in a yeah. way that they can turn their skills into cash. That's powerful Definitely. idea.
4: Okay, my most fine moment was, for me, was following the fellowship in September of 2018. That was the year, September 26th. I will never forget that. That was the day the tragedy struck. I got the news that my mom asked. And that was just, that was, it was just mind-blowing. It was unexpected because she was okay. Even on that very same day, I spoke to her like two times. I spoke to her in the morning. I spoke to her at 11 o'clock. And I 3 o'clock I got the call that she passed and that was just that was just a call I didn't want to get I, I, you never want to hear and just having gone through that experience I learned to appreciate life more I really learned that we have a set time here and we have to do what we have to do
1: knowing that we are not promised tomorrow we are not promised next week but as you say, when you pass if you were able to stand at your own memorial service, and what would you say, per se? How do you manage life here now to avoid or uh, to be able to control the narrative when life gets to that world?
4: So what I do, I make every day count. I live every day as if it is the last. I live without regrets. So many times, persons live with regrets you fail to take action but what i do i would rather say if i try something and it doesn't go the way i i want it to go at least i try because living with regrets is taking away from the present it is taking away from enjoying your life from that moment so what i do one i seize every opportunity that comes my way i make the best of every opportunity What I also do, I ensure I take the time to do the things that are important. Spend time with family, friends. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care. I don't hold on to grudges. I don't have unforgiveness in my heart if a disagreements arise. I try to settle it quickly because living in anger, living with unforgiveness, that is just taking away from enjoying the precious in life you have so you know I live and I share I share as much as I can with those I can on the way I try to touch at least one life each day because I know that life is short and that is one of the reasons why I want persons to live fulfilled because I recognize that life is short and I realize that so many persons their existence on earth it is filled with so much pain it is filled with so much regrets and I want to see persons, if it's only one day they have left, if it's a year, if it's 10 years, I want to know that after their interaction with me, if it's just a brief conversation, their life would be the better. And I just want to see persons live happy, meaningful lives, live happy with every day that they have.
1: Bro. All that took place in season two. Wow. And that wasn't enough. I told you guys, my goal was to sustain you, the audience, and I do hope that I did such. I really do. Also during this season, we had a slight bit of bad news. Someone that touched many other lives here in St. Kitts and Nevis and across the world by Jack Record. Someone who wrote over 17 books, four of which were leadership books. Someone who planted and nurtured people, Apostle Alan Isaac, passed away. No, he was once featured at our Lee's Leadership Retreat in 2019. I also had a scheduled episode with him for later on on our podcast. However, I then expedited that and gave you a tribute of that sort. You will also learn a few things that he shared at that retreat. After listening to this episode, I do encourage you to go back to the respective episode of your favorite, the respective episode that moved you a little bit more, or listen to all.
5: Let's go. So, I want you to know every one of you has influence, whether it's negative positive. You may never know how many people are looking at you. Within every person is a multifaceted leadership potential that is only fleshed out as you begin to lead others. You don't know the type of leader you are until you begin to lead other people. we bring into our leadership who we are, leadership is learning. You lead and you learn. You learn and you lead. That's why books are important. If you don't read, you're not exposing yourself, which means you're not learning, you're not growing. How can you grow the people when you yourself is at a standstill? In a sense, when you're going to books, you find money. There's always going to be one thing that stands out that you like the most. That could be your area. So a lot of times we're wasting our time on the wrong things. Because if you say you are a leader, and you are, but you may not know it, and you look back and you realize there were nobody following you, the likelihood is your leadership potential is still untapped. It's not on display, nobody sees you. You're a leader, but nobody sees that because you have not brought to the surface that which is important.
1: I do believe that you were impacted. I won't even say much. Remember, head back to that previous episode and listen it more. Now let me read this article for you. Late 2020, I had the opportunity of being a featured guest on Young Leaders of America's Initiative, YLAI.state.gov, That's y l a i. dot state, dot we We're in the United States. This is a flagship program by the U.S. Department of State there in Washington. I was featured by Jewel Saunders and I had the opportunity of sharing once again my wildlife experience, my wildlife story. In a previous episode, I spoke about my story. I spoke about the things I went through and the things that I experienced before doing and a snippet of what I experienced after Now jewel is now telling you the story from another perspective and what's happening now let's read it now driven by a desire to help other people from a young age while I 2018 Janiel Boone aim to empower others to see their leadership ability within them. Before starting his company Bones Computer Repairs in 2014 in St. Kitts and Nevis, Janiel came from humble beginnings. He studied computer science at a local college and worked for 3 years across the Caribbean region. On top of the demanding work of technological repair, Janil has made the time to discover new ways to help others as a radio personality and a program director at Dominion Radio since 2015 with his program IT Talks. Knowing how important technology is to every young entrepreneur, along with his leadership skills, Janil's passion for both came through in his interviews with the Wiley Network, shared below. Let's read more about this article. What drove you to start this radio show? Saunders asked. Janine replied I started my radio show, IT Talks, IT Talks, when I realized radio was an effective tool for marketing for my computer repairs business. Being on an island, if anyone can associate my voice with computer repairs, then that works well for me when they need something fixed. Providing five-minute tips and tricks of what to do and not to do with computer during these sessions allowed me an easy way to start educating my community as well. When I meet a potential client, I knew I was having an impact on them because they would mention lessons they have learned from my sessions and reference how they have helped them. For example, they would know why to sign out at an internet cafe after use for safety. Or, better understanding the need to let your computer fans breathe. Simple tips, but these go a long way. And at the end of the day, listeners have a better understanding of maintaining their technology saunders asks, why do you think it is important to educate the community about technology johnny replied my goal of performing repairs is to fix a problem but also to educate others it is everything educating others about it is important because misinformation is rampant and educating people about issues they could easily fix on their own helps to prevent them from getting taken advantage of so i want to provide that knowledge if i'm to explore my life in general every aspect of my life i'm helping people you said in this aspect I'm helping people fix their computers. Otherwise, what I want to do is to help people realize their leadership ability and to encourage them. My life is guided by helping people. It just happened to have started with IT. (laughs) Saunders continued, How has Wiley helped you in your mission? Johnny replied, Business-wise, Wildlife well, has helped me to become exposed to how business is done in the United States by my mentor in Charlottesville. I continually reference to these tools, techniques, and logistics of a project starting from beginning to end. I look back to the knowledge I gained from the 3 day startup courses, and I often return to the courses to sharpen my knowledge. And that reference goes a long way. The action plans and business plans provided stood out to me and has been a part of my daily life and how I currently plan and prepare for any obstacles I face. I feel as if I have an MBA in business just from learning these courses through while I. also helped me to become a better leader as well. Learning how to diversify, and love and appreciate the way other people do business. I have learned that I do not need to be a non-profit to have a social impact. The opportunities I have received from wildlife has allowed me to share my knowledge, attend further seminars and to learn how to help others in ways normally overlooked. I have also started a leadership retreat entitled "Leaves." leadership, empowerment, and educational source to be a conduit to empower others to realize their leadership potential. After a I I really felt that there is influence through connection and continue to see the impact of these young leaders meeting. And I hope to continue this retreat once COVID-19 regulations allow for it. Saunders asks, What advice would you give future leaders? i janiel said my advice for future leaders is that you can make an impact now it doesn't matter if you have a title or not you can make an impact consistency compounds even if you are updating your whatsapp status daily with an encouraging quote so that it will reach someone who needs it leadership is influence so continue to leverage that leadership and deliver that on a plate. Put your all in it. Your value should speak louder than your voice. Also regarding your business, start now. Seek counsel and be consistent. Move upward and from there everything else will fall in place. The article continues. Janil's latest venture is the Big Axe Podcast, where he speaks leadership and entrepreneurship. Additionally, his lead team is a host of startup Heroes, St. Kitts and Nevis, a support group setting designed to empower entrepreneurs as they pivot in this trying time. Thank you, Janil, for all the effort you provide to educate your community and influence future leaders. The End Written by Jewel Saunders And that was The end of that said article Wow Wow That was refreshing Reading it I'm almost wanting to meet The person of which they were featuring <laughs> Honestly It is only now That I reread this article I realize What I do is far bigger than me and I'm not scared of it at times but generally I'm willing to get into it head on well my friends we have come to the end of today's episode of the big axe and I wish to say thank you once again for staying with us down to the end of season 2 if you just joined today last week yesterday or you managed to just stumble upon this podcast i thank you for stumbling <laughs> i thank you for taking the opportunity i thank you for making an intentional effort to listen to this i do hope that this have impacted you and i do encourage you to take our next step now that you are listening to this whether via radio or podcast now, find me on podcast mediums at the TheBigApps, that's B-I-G-A-S-K, podcast, on any podcasting platforms. Find me on any social media platforms as well at J-A-N-E-E-L-B-O-O-N, Janiel Boone. I'm there on all platforms at that handle. Also, give me a review and click subscribe wherever you are. The next time we connect, believe me, we would be talking big things. And once again, we would be sustaining you in ways like never before. Remember, getting an audience is hard. Sustaining an audience is hard. It demands a consistency of thought, of purpose, and of action over a long period of time. Bruce Spring Team. That's your quote of the day. And this was the Big Axe Podcast for today. As we leave, I wish to remind you that you were born to lead.
0: You are just listening to the Big Axe Podcast, the place where you are empowered through information to ensure that you do not miss an episode. Please subscribe to the Big Axe podcast on your favorite platform.